Good morning, and welcome to Readers Anonymous, a vision for you, Big Book Stunt. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive reader. Today is July 8th, 2021, and today we're reading from the Big Book and How It Works, page 69, the third paragraph, um, whatever our ideal turns out to be, and our readers are for the 12 steps, Jeanette M., 12 traditions, Kim T., our reader of the text is Deanna P., second readers, Lauren N., our backup readers, Jen A., newcomer readers, Sandy C., and our second hour list is Esther C. Okay, so we got reference numbers from yesterday, July 7th to 7 a.m., Meeting was 17,306, so that's 17306. And our 10 a.m. meeting was 17,307, 17307. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and try to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group must have one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a, bit, at, at a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through, the, through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll ask Annette M. to read the 12 steps. Hi, Russ, and thanks for your service. This is Annette M. from Toronto, Canada. This uh, Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact natures of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
we try to carry the message to the alcoholic, uh, to the food addict, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thanks, Annette. Next up for the 12 traditions is Kim T. Good morning, everybody. Kim T. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is to stop equally. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. I pass. Thanks, Kim. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and readers is six months. There's no abstinence abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked with what was read. We are sharing what what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study and how it works on page 69, the third paragraph, what our ideal turns out to be. We, we must be willing to grow towards it. And that just that paragraph. Um, and I have asked Deanna P. to start reading. Good morning. May I be heard? Yep. Perfect. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, Good morning, everyone. My name is Deanna P. Gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from Wilmington, Delaware. Whatever our, our ideal turns out to be, 
We must be willing to grow toward it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring about still more harm in so doing. In other words, we treat sex as we would any other problem. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come if we want it. Um, I want to, um, for my share this morning, uh, focus on the first sentence. Uh, Whatever our ideal turns out to be, we must be willing to grow toward it. And um, specifically, uh, look at the the word ideal. Um, And the dictionary um, defines it as a principle or value that one actively pursues as a goal. Ideals are particularly important in ethics as the order in which one places them tends to determine the degree to which one reveals them as real and sincere. Um, and I, I, love, I love that because will I be real and sincere in working toward these ideals? Um, how, just how important are my relationships? Um, where will I, how will I show up to them? Um, will it be from a selfish standpoint or a loving one? Will I reach the ideal every time? No, because it's not something I can perfect it up, perfectly pursue. There's no perfection there. And that's always been uh, a major de- uh, character defect for me. I want, wanted to do things perfectly. I wanted to be the perfect wife um, and serve my husband. But it was really selfish so many of the times. Um, I would rather be with food than at night be with him. Uh, that happened so many years in my addiction. Um, when our girls were growing up, um, in our kitchen pantry, there's a door and you opened it and that turned out to be the measuring stick. They would, we, at the beginning of every year of school, we'd get the pencil and they'd put their back up against it and we would measure where they were at and put a date next to it. And, um, we were all. They loved that. They couldn't wait till they were as tall as me or taller. Now, I'm only 5'3", but for them, it was a big deal growing. And um, I just love that analogy because sometimes they would line up and there was no change whatsoever, and they would be very frustrated. I can't believe it. It's been six months, and I haven't grown. (laughs) And they would throw a little tantrum. And I think that that's kind of like how I am, too. Um, I'm not growing fast enough, God. I keep messing up. Um, but I am growing, whether I see it or not. The most important thing is that people and the relationships in my life Sorry. see it. Sorry. So, yeah. Thanks so much for letting me share. With that, I pass. Thanks, Deanna. So we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day that others might share their experience too. So, you know, if you were on yesterday or Tuesday, please step back. 
So we'd like to take our list. Who's off? Who wants to share? Nancy P. Marcella. Nancy. Marcella. Marcella, I got you. Who else? Melissa C. Melissa. Priscilla H. Priscilla. Who else would like Colleen to share? M. Colleen. Colleen M. Yep. Gotcha. Joanne W. All right, I got the W. <laughs> Joanne. Oh, Joanne. Okay, gotcha. All right, that's a pretty good list, I think. I think we're pretty good. So Nancy P, Marcella M, Melissa C, Priscilla H, Colleen M, and Joanne W. Nancy, you're up. Hey, hey, Russ, thanks. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Nancy P, recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, right next to Boston. Uh, you know, this is like the the jewel in the crown of the sex inventory. Um, I was looking at the paragraph, and the word whatever tells me it doesn't really matter what my ideal turns out to be. As long as I'm committed to embracing my own conception of whatever it is that's taking care of me, that's in charge of me, I know I'm going to be okay. Just as it told us to do in the previous paragraph when it says, you know, who do we want to be? And <clears throat> in my opinion, it kind of leaves, this paragraph kind of leaves sex in the rearview mirror. It goes on to say that we use the steps to make amends if we've done harm, any harm at all, not just sexual harm. It says to treat sex like any other problem. I mean, you know, in the end, they kind of take the wind out of the sails of sex, and sex becomes not the focus. It's merely an example of something so basic and so vital to me, and they use it as an illustration of what the steps can heal. And it tells me to ask my conception what to do in each specific matter, not each sex matter, each matter. In Bill's story, <clears throat> excuse me, on page 13, he says that he, had, that he would have the elements of a way of living that would answer all of his problems, and sex is only one. I talk to a lot of women in this program who are just like me, and I've experienced exhilaration and joy in my life, as well as shame and humiliation in all areas of my life, not just sex. Um, last weekend, my husband took me to um, dinner at a really nice place in Boston in the Seaport District. He made the reservations himself, and it was pouring rain when we got there, like pouring. And we parked, and it was really lashing down, and our umbrella got pulled inside out, and we splashed and sloshed over to the restaurant. And I was laughing the whole way there, and it was an excellent meal. And on the way home, I told him what a wonderful time I had, and I thanked him for taking me, and I commented on the fact that he made all the arrangements himself. And he, of course, has not uttered a single word normal for my British engineer. And I said, wow, I said, you did all that yourself. I said, you must really love me a lot. And all he said back was, indeed. But you know what? It felt like he had recited, you know, that, Elizabeth Barrett Browning poem, How Do I Love Thee, Let Me Count the Ways, just with that one word. And I never could have said that to him or, or known that that's what he meant by that one word, never mind laughing during a bad summer storm with my hair getting wrecked and my clothes getting soaked. You know, I would have sulked and complained for most of the meal. Instead, I concentrated on my husband. And the ideal that I wrote about him was to be his partner and help me, that I want to make sure I do everything I can to appreciate who he is and what he does for me and our family. 
I want to love him unconditionally and allow him to love me the best way he knows how. Anybody care to guess how I got there? Okay. Yes, the answer is the same as always. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Surrendering so I could work the steps has healed me in my life in all areas and in all sorts of ways. Once I surrendered, the payoff was monumental. It has been continued. It's the gift that keeps on giving, both with the rewards and thank you and the um, opportunity to do it every day. My entire life has been completely changed, every single thing. All of it is free. It's abundant and it's available to every single person on this line. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nance. Next up is Marcella, followed by Melissa C. Thank you, Pete. My name is Marcella. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And it's so good to be among my people, people that I know, some of which I love and have seen live. And um, so this study, right, um, when I first um, read this um, paragraph with my sponsor at the beginning of my journey in a vision for you, I was like, what does this have to do with anything? I just want to be skinny and to quit the madness of the food. And and in this area, I said, what do I have here? I have nothing here. I'm a very religious, conservative, traditional Jewish old lady. I have nothing spicy to give to you. But then when we met, my, my sponsor uh, broadened the sex relations to a gender relationships, right? Because um, when this book was published, uh, the word sex had a different colloquial meaning. It was not only uh, people whom I had been sexually romantic, it was all my gender relationships. So that started to make a lot of sense. Um, I was uh, suspicious of women, scared of men, um, um, frightened and threatened by older people and children. I got too impatient and, and I just felt terminally inadequate with children. So my compulsive overeating and my life in addiction have polluted and, and, and prevented me from any harmonious relationship with any human being. And through the work of this book and entire abstinence, right? Because for a person like me, if I don't know which is my food plan, where's my sponsor, where's my home group, and what, what step I'm working, I am lost. But having that very solid foundation of step one, um, God has given me incredible, beautiful, harmonious relationships with men and women. Um, I had the incredible experience, which I know it's not everybody's experience, of having sponsored men and women. And I feel sheltered, protected, encouraged, inspired in, in, the, in the knowledge and the certainty that this book and the words of this book have the solution to all my problems today, including my sexual and romantic problems and, and, and my food problems. And without us, thank you. Thanks, Marcella. Next up is Melissa C., followed by Priscilla H. Hey, good morning, Ross. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And um, so, first of all, thankfully, you know, this paragraph says we treat sex like every other problem. So, whew, right? So, like, okay, great. Now, um, now we can kind of talk about every other problem. Um, um, so whatever it is, right, whatever my ideal turns out to be, I have to be willing to grow towards it. And I have to say, like, growing towards an ideal doesn't feel great all the time. I, I actually 
know when, like, you know, we're told earlier on, like, God will mold my ideals and help me live up to them. And so growing towards these ideals, it's like I feel the pressure of outgrowing something else. It's sort of like I feel, you know, like um, you see like like an like a shellfish that, or, you know, those hermit crabs that outgrow its space, it gets too confining, it gets too tight, it's uncomfortable, and they have to be willing to leave it aside and go find something new. And that's sort of what it feels like for me with my ideals when I'm not living in agreement with these ideals when my old ways, which are like, you know, 52, some of them are like really deep in there. Um, But when I'm when I'm not living in agreement anymore with these new ideals that I get from God, from working this program, from doing an inventory, from finding my part, um, then I begin to feel this discomfort and I have to be willing to grow towards this new thing. And, you know, for me, it becomes really important um, to have a plan in place. Like what going to do when, um, you know, for me, like, Gossip is like a huge one, a huge problem um, that I can fall right in there in like uh, seemingly like innocuous ways. Like I don't even realize I'm doing it until I'm doing it, right? And then, but I've got these new set of ideals. I start feeling uncomfortable about it. What am I going to do when I'm in that scenario? You know, when when I'm when I tell something not true or I promote myself to make myself feel better I have to stop talking right when that happens I've got to say like okay wait a second that wasn't true or you know I or I'm sorry for like here's one I've wound up having to do I'm sorry for like polluting this great conversation with negative talk about someone else that was a waste of your time do that a few times it's like um, that really is, it's uncomfortable, but it's where I feel like I have great, and, um, you know, the right answers come if you want it, and um, thankfully I want it, and with that I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. So if you hopped on a little later, let me know, let you know where we're at. We're on page 69, how it works, third paragraph, whatever our ideal turns out to be. And we're just reading that paragraph. So, Priscilla's up. Thank you. Am I being heard? Perfectly. Thank you. Yes, this is Priscilla H., grateful to be recovered, uh, sugar addict, and never cured, however. I love this paragraph. I've been looking forward to this paragraph for days now because... To me, um, it's not about sex, or not just about sex. It's about meditation. There's a definition here for meditation. Wow. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come if we want it. I wrote in my book, And Keep Asking. And I think step 11 is probably my favorite step where we we live in a state of prayer and meditation um all the time all day long so this this is kind of a lead in to page um 86 
where we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. Um, that's that's just been the most, probably the most marvelous revelation to me, um, even more important or equally as important at least as um, anything to do with food or anything to do with sex. It's about life. I'm somebody who um, I rarely know what to do. I don't know what to do next. Um, And the longer I live, the more I realize that I don't know anything. But the God of my understanding, my BFF, always has the answers. And a lot of times I don't know how the answers are going to come. The answers come in various ways, but... When an answer comes, the right answer about a specific matter, I know that it came from God, from a higher power, from my BFF. And it and when that happens, it never turns out to be wrong. So thanks for letting me share. I hope that made some sense. Thanks, Priscilla. Next up is Colleen M., followed by Joanne W., Hi, this is Colleen M. from Maryland, Grateful Recovered, Pulse River Eater. Um, I just wanted to focus on the the first sentence. Um, When we understand what our ideals are, we work to grow towards them. So the only thing that came to mind this morning was um, I, I still struggle with my ideals because I still want to be the perfect person um, so asking my higher power and listening to what he would have me be is uh, where I really need to stay. And I love what the speaker started us off with as far as, um, you know, I'm not growing fast enough. You know, I've been abstinent for four years now and working this program, and I, you know, I want to be perfect. I want to have it all. I want to be the higher power still. I still struggle with that, and I have to continually work on being humble and humble myself to my higher power and surrender, as Nancy would say, um, every day to what God's ideals for me would be and how can I work towards those. So I'm still kind of twisted and sick working on me on a daily basis, but um, just wanted to to put my my, uh, thoughts out there. So thank you, everyone here, for uh, keeping me alive. I'll pass. Thanks, Colleen. Next up is Joanne W., and then we'll take another list. Okay. Thank you. Um, I am Joanne W. from Pennsylvania, recovering a compulsive overeater and sugar addict. Um, this subject is makes me very uncomfortable, but I've been listening and showing up and wanted to kind of skip over this whole section to you guys got to something else. Been listening to the last couple of days and about sex and sex inventory and what I had to think about and talk about and just people sharing about um, their relationships and their commitment towards and some were talking about being unfaithful and faithful. I know I'm a couple of days behind. And some share about 
acceptance about acceptance of who you are and and um sex wasn't sex seemed to be something that was always complicated or always something that um traumatized to be a trauma in my younger years but right now it's bad acceptance and about my relationships with relationship with my husband for 32 years and one woman like two or three days ago shared about her relationship in about 17 years about just um accepting that part of me about um just being faithful in my in my marriage but being seeing a man being um attractive but also a woman and that of accepting that and and her being so outware with it about being bisexual I have to accept that about me. So I wanna thank that person for opening that door with my higher power. I know that they wanted me to sh- my higher power wanted me to share a couple of days ago, but I was scared. So I just wanted to leave go of that shame and leave go of that who I am and and that perfect person is not that. And that um just thank you for the meetings and thank you for that one person to help me find my sanity again. Because that was something I was struggling with. And just want to thank you for everybody and allowing me to share. Kind of nervous that I, I, everything that I said and feel like want to run away and not come back to the meeting. So hopefully I'll come back tomorrow night. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne. So let me let you know where we're at. We're now at works, page 69, uh, third paragraph, whatever our idea turns out to be. And if you've shared in the past two days, uh, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I had to think about that. Please refrain, let other, other people get a shot. So who would like to share? KDG. On Katie G on who else? Plenty of time and space. Heidi L. Heidi Jane F. Jane. All right, let's take this list. Katie G, on M, Heidi L, and Jane S. Katie, you're up. Hey, Russ, did you call my name? I was unmuting. Yes, ma'am. Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking the meeting. KDG, compulsive eater in Boston. Love the shares. I guess I just wanted to expand a little bit on this, um, that this really um, transformed me, not just in my sex relations, but in who I am as a person and Overeaters Anonymous. So 
Um, I use the above paragraph. Um, da, 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 da. No, I don't know where it is. Anyway, I use part of this as, um, you know, God, I, I pray for um, sanity and strength to do the right thing, guidance in each questionable situation. And I pray um, after I do an inventory, those nine questions, I put different people through the inventory. So you've heard me say, I've put my mother-in-law, I've put my sponsor, I've put my sponsee. And then what I do with these ideals, which are standards of perfection that I'm never going to meet. Like I have to remember that, like I'm a human being, I'm an addict and I'm going to fall short. But what I love about these relationship ideals is that I can do them to prepare myself in all the different areas of my life. So I've put former sponsors through those nine questions. Where have I been selfish, dishonest, and considerate? Um, I've put former sponsees, and then I've taken those answers and written up ideals. So this is who I am as a sponsor, and this is who I am as a sponsee, and this is who I am as a daughter-in-law, and this is who I am as a mother. And then I go to God every day, and I ask for sanity, strength, guidance in each questionable situation. And I also want to say that <clears throat> the ideals for me, they change. So when I came into the room, Susie Single in Overeaters Anonymous um, in my late 20s, it was very different than it is now. Um, but, the, but my other standards hold true. Like, am I using a little bit of um, shoulder or, you know, sticking out my, my chest to get somebody to pay attention to me? Am I using flirtatious energy um, when I'm a married woman? Like these are things that for me are not in accordance with my sex conduct and not and who I want to be, right? And so that's what I get to do. And how, how am I as a daughter? And how am I as um, a daughter-in-law? And I just love, like as so many people have mentioned, you know, these ideals are what God is giving me as standards. And in the beginning, you know, um, I actually thought, wait for it, um, that it was a match.com ad. Like I was like, well, my perfect partner should be da 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 because I'm selfish and self-centered to the core, right? And this is all about who would God have me be and I get to grow and change and mold and the other ideals are what allow me to be consistent, persistent, and to show up a day at a time. Thank you, everyone. With that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Next up is Anem. Hi, Rose. This is Anem here, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ireland. Can I be heard okay, Rose? Perfect. Lovely. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking the meeting. And uh, yeah, I love this paragraph. And uh, for me, this paragraph just you know, it's all about change and growth, really, in romantic relationships. And, uh, yeah, it's about the ideals, you know, and being willing to grow towards them. Because for me, it's all about growth and change, you know. And it's about, I think when, you know, change is a word that I think when there's a higher power involved, it's transformation. You know, it's about me putting, you know, my ideals out forward and asking my higher power to take me to that place. And uh, yeah, surrender, I think, is the word in there. And, you know, it's about healthy romantic relationships. You know, it's loving partners. But I suppose it's for me as well, it's not accepting the unacceptable behavior from the other person. It's all about me, but it's how I, you know, how I conduct my behavior, but not taking unacceptable behavior either. 
And the next part where it says we must be we must be willing and you know to make amends provided we do not bring about more harm. And this part for me, you know, it's just I you know, it's a program for living and I'm so glad that they have this part about sex in the big book because for me, you know, definitely I need a sponsor and I need somebody to show me, you know, my part in this as well. And, you know, in a safe place that I can disclose this to somebody, you know, because it is a very intimate um, conversation to have with somebody. And I think it's the part for me as well where it says, you know, that uh, we treat sex as any other problem. You know, I didn't grow up in a, in a, in a family that spoke openly or couldn't see, you know, it's a very taboo subject and... Um, I didn't know, I couldn't quite knit, you know, where love came into this whole arena with sex. And it wasn't until I came into the fellowship and into recovery that I actually could piece this together. Um, I think more in an intellectual way and then in a, in, in a very loving spiritual way as well. And, and you know, it is about growth and change and it is moving forward with that. And I love the part where it says, in meditation, we ask God what we should do about each matter. So for me, this shows, you know, it has to have a bit of depth and weight and God has to be involved. Otherwise, you know, it's therapy or, you know, it's just me and self-will and God has to be in, 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 in all areas of my life. And, you know, it says the right answer will come. And that just shows me I have to be unblocked and connected. There is my spiritual awakening. Food has to be down. I have to be unblocked. I have to be connected. And there's where God shows up in my life. Then all the covers are, are uncovered, discovered and recovered. And that's where God is in that place. So thank you again, Russ, for taking the meeting with that path. Thanks, Aunt. So next up, we have Heidi L. Good morning. This is Heidi L. from Toronto. And I just... Um, this meeting that has transformed my abstinence and my life. This is the only meeting that I don't want to share at. I just feel like there's there's so much wisdom and what have I got to offer, um, which is, of course, false modesty, because I am just a recovering compulsive overeater like everyone else on the line. Um, I was eating in the car at at midnight, at three in the morning, I was stealing stuff. I was pushing my husband out of the way um, as I wanted to eat what he was eating with my elbows. Um, and now the right answer has come uh, because I wanted it and I was ready for it and I was ready to listen to it. And if I want it, the right answer will come. Will you guys really help me to find the right answer? Um, so I've been... God struck me abstinent on March 1st, 2020, which is right around when I started listening to this meeting live. Somebody said, listen to it live. So I thought, okay. Um, and this is the meeting that um, turns out that my ideal is that I, I realized also that I get to eat what I want and I get to eat it when I want because what I want right now is good, healthy, nutritious food that serves my body that looks nice on a plate, and then I'm done with it, and I have life in between. And I have been willing to grow towards it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is that I went away with my kids this weekend, or whatever, a couple of days ago, and the pandemic has really been a gift for me, um, where I haven't had to worry about food, and I've just put my own food on my plate. 
it was a lot more complicated being out and organizing meals. Um, and I'm going to have to advocate more for myself when I'm out. This is what I want. This is what I want it to look like <clears throat> because the right answer is going to come. But if I want it, I have to ask for it. So if I'm in a place and they may not have exactly what I need, uh, I need to ask for it because my life depends on it. Um, and I had no problem asking for extra this and extra that and a little bit more of this. And can you put two of those on my plate before? So now I need to ask for other just and I need to be willing to make amends. So also yesterday I made a mistake. And last night in my meditation, interestingly enough, I realized how to make amends. And I'm going to just clean it up. Easy. So I'm grateful to all of you. I'm grateful to this meeting that's all over the world that we get to listen to. And I'm going to get texts from people saying, good to hear you on the line because we support each other. And we are very, very, very fortunate to have this meeting. And thank you very much. Thank you, Heidi. Next up is Jane S. And they will take a, another list. Jane, star one. There you go. Yes, good morning. This is Jane. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, good morning, everybody. My name is Jane S., and I'm in New Hampshire, and I'm so grateful to say and hear myself say that I'm neutral around food today. Um, it's been a long, long time coming, and I'm scared to death to, to share right now. <laughs> and it's funny because I've had to dial in like four different times this morning because I try to keep unmuting myself, and it's not working. So but I'm unmuted now, and so um, God has a plan for me, and I get that today. So I'm going to speak my truth. Um, I understand that this, the word sex, I was told a long time ago in the 12 and 12 to cross out the word sex and just put relationship. <laughs> and so I did that a long time ago, but for me today, what is coming up is the word sex and the actual physical act of sex, because I used it, um, I've used it my whole life. Um, in a very inappropriate way. And I can say that out loud today. Um, there was a lot of shame and guilt around that for years until I came into this program, the mother program, the pro parent program of our, of our fellowship, and then now OA itself. And a couple of years ago, I worked through the steps with a wonderful woman. And um, unfortunately, I wasn't totally clean uh, in my abstinence, and so I did it to the best of my ability, and I wrote my first set of ideals, um, which was very interesting. And now, just a few months ago, I've done it again with an amazing woman who's just guided me through and led me to a, a deeper relationship and surrender with my God. And um, listening to all of you on the meetings every day is just so powerful. And I've learned that I had sex in the wrong position in my life. It was always the cart before the horse, and in and so um, today, I'm very grateful that because of my neutrality around food, I was actually able to go on a camping trip a couple weeks ago with a friend in the program, and we were trying out a friendship. And I can't believe that this happened, but it truly did for me this time. I was neutral around food. I was able to go to a campsite and bring my food and be comfortable. And then towards the end of the weekend, this gentleman shared with me that he was, didn't know why because I was very attractive and he should be physically attracted to me, but he wasn't. And I thought to myself, okay, well, let's listen to this. And I actually listened to what he had to say. I didn't take it personally. I didn't react in a negative way. 
I didn't say it to myself, well, geez, well, if we had sex, then maybe that would have changed things, but it didn't. I saw the growth in myself. We both sat there as mature adults in sobriety and me neutral around food and we're able to discuss the situation. And now we have a friendship. Now I have a, a friendship with a, with a man and we haven't muddied it up with sex. And that's all because of this program, listening to my higher power and being able to transform one day at a time with God's help, just trying to become the authentic woman that God wants me to be today. What a gift. I can, can't thank you all enough. So thanks for letting me share. Take care. Have a great day. I pass. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Jane. It was Jane. I'm sorry about that. Okay. We're going to open up the line for sharing. We have time for a few more. We're on page 69, how it works, that final paragraph, and just one paragraph. And if you shared the past couple of days, Maxine step back. in Central All Texas. Right. All right, Maxine. Rick J. And Rick. Yvonne C. Yvonne. I think we're going to be pushing it on this. So I think we're going to just go with these three. And if you could uh, maximize your time and uh, get everybody in. So, Maxine, you're up. Star one, Maxine. Hello. I I hesitated to call and share with the group because I'm just a recovering compulsive foodaholic and I just wanted to say I'm very grateful for having learned about this program and the people in it are just wonderful and friendly and they're filling the loneliness in my heart thank you okay thanks Maxine appreciate that so next up, we have Rick J, followed by Yvonne C. Hey, Rick. Yo, uh, Rick. You are up, buddy. I think we lost you there, Rick. Sorry, I thought I was uh, muted, and then uh, I tried to unmute myself and remuted myself. So, um, yeah. The right answer will come if we want it. And, you know, I, I had a, a situation in my life um, a while back that uh, extreme emotions, you know, very intense feelings. And um, <laughs> keeping me very disconnected. So um all I can say is that, uh, you know, I, I brought this to, um, you know, to my higher power and in meditation. And, and I had asked what I should do about this specific matter, you know, and, and the answers were coming. But I, I didn't trust them because it wasn't the answer that I was wanting. And that trusting the answer that's coming is, is the process of spiritual transformation for me. You know, I'm I'm on a journey here where I've I've made a decision to turn my life and my will over to the care of God as I understand Him, and and I went through a process of unblocking myself and looking at myself, 
and and I'm opening myself up to continue forward to where um, you know the vision of God's will for me is is taking me through the day and in my actions with others. You know, this is where the right answers come. But I have to say that, um, you know, I didn't always know what the right answer was, even though I I thought it might be that. And I, again, I didn't want it to be that. But I knew what the next wrong thing to do would be, even if I didn't know what the next right thing to do would be. Because I have a lot of, you know, of emotions, a lot of old ideas, um, you know, that are going to be there waiting for me. But I sure as shit knew what the next wrong thing to do would be. And I would pray for the strength and courage to not do the next wrong thing. And then I would cheat and take credit for not, um, by, I would do the next right thing by not doing the next wrong thing. You know, and it was a process, and I kept bringing it, and I kept trusting the answers, and I kept acting on the answers that were coming in a way that kept me aligned with God's will for me. And it is about trust. And these ideals, you know, the, the nine questions we asked and these ideals that is God's will for me, this is the best version of myself I could possibly be for whatever person God has in my life, my relationships, which are a true gift. And it's not always easy, and there's a lot of emotional pain involved sometimes, but that's where the trust keeps coming in. This is where spiritual transformation takes place, and yes, it, it always comes down to unblocking in 10 and connecting in 11 and carrying the message and practicing these principles in 12, just for today. With that, I pass. Fine. Oh, perfect timing. All right, next up, we have Yvonne C. Star one, Yvonne. Hi. Hi, this is Yvonne. Can you hear me? Yep. We got you. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be here. Um, recovering from compulsive overeater from Richmond, Virginia. And I just wanted to comment on this because um, that first sentence just, yep. you know, just got me where it said that we must be willing to grow toward it. Yvonne. And uh, sometimes, you know, it, it, you know, I remember when I did my sex inventory back in 2019, and I'm grateful today to say that, um, you know, I did have a spiritual experience during that, and, and things did turn around for me after many years of inappropriate. We lost you, Yvonne. Star one. Star one, Yvonne. We lost it. All right. I think we lost Yvonne. So we could take one more share. We have just enough time for one more share. Who would like to take that share? Am I being heard? Hi, this is Becky from Ohio. I'd like to take that share. You're being heard. Okay. Go ahead, ahead, Becky. Thanks. I am walking in Erie, Pennsylvania today. I'm a big sister with the Big Brothers Big Sisters program, and my little just graduated high school. 
So our match has officially ended, and I've taken her on a, a two-night, three-day getaway for educational and fun purposes. Spent the day at the beach yesterday, and upon leaving the beach, had some difficulties getting online to get my instructions for how to get into my Airbnb, and it was a teachable moment for sure for her um, to see me working program um, without me calling it that, you know, to her, but to be poised and to be patient and to be peaceful and to uh, um, pause. I, I said, okay, this is a good time to just breathe. I said, and this, we're, on, we're on a vacation, so it really doesn't matter. And then I realized we're on uh, the, uh, can't think of the name of it, but it's an aisle. I said, it's probably because we're on the aisle. We're not, you know, in town. I said, it's only going to be 15 minutes till we get to the B&B. We'll just go there, and then I'll try again. Um, and that's obvious. Well, that and probably the heat of the car. I couldn't even get my work computer to work. So I sent my boss a text going, I don't know, my computer's acting up well. It, I think it was just the heat because it worked fine later. But it was just, you know, we being that example um, and also just for me, just, it was all like natural. It just came natural to just be patient. And, uh, we got where we're going literally just before a storm hit. We didn't even know the storm was coming. Um, a friend up in the Cleveland, Ohio area said, oh, I'm watching the storm. You don't have a storm there? Nope. But it did come and, uh, later for us. And so we got to just read, you know, and she likes to read, which is a good thing. We got to do things, just relax in, in front of each other, you know, not even talk constantly all the time. So that was lovely. And then we went back out last night after the rain and uh, drove around just a little bit. It was just before dark, and we ended up stopping on the Millionaire's Row and taking a nice walk. And so now this morning, she's still sleeping. I'm already up and out the door on my meeting, but I was going to go for a bike ride. But her bike is locked behind my bike, and I don't have the car. <laughs> and so I just took a deep breath and went, I'm not supposed to ride just yet. I'm going to walk instead. <laughs> um, and it didn't, I mean, I didn't even, I just sent her a quick text, when you're awake, send me your code. Um, we had already decided she's not a morning person. We had already decided when she wakes, she'll call me, and then we'll do something. And I wasn't going to force her to I'm not going to force her to do anything. It's, it's just as much her vacation as mine. So I'm walking instead of biking, and I'll bike later. And maybe if the weather holds out, we might go on a boat right. today, too. Uh, thank you so much. Everybody have a great day. Becky from Ohio. Becky, uh, what's the first initial of your last name? We didn't get that. Oh, you can have it. It's R. All right, Becky R. Thank you very much. And, Becky, you are the last share today. And one second. Ah, there we go. All right. So thank you to everyone that has shared. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following closing. So today's share ID, July 8th, 2021, is 17,312. One, seven, three, one, two. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lauren Ed please read a vision for you 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only to show, uh, keep you until that. Thank you, Russ. I'm right here. I heard my bo- I heard you say my name, and I thought, oh my God, that's right, I'm in there. Lauren A, compulsive reader, sugar addict from New York, and uh, definitely um, in another world right now. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationships with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past and give freely to what you would feel. Find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. God may bless, may God bless you and keep you until then. Amen.